What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the debut episode of Weekly Walk-Off on the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Emma Houghton, he's Pat Zhang, and this is the first episode of a new weekly series we're doing along with our weekly episode. We're going to do one episode every Friday of solely baseball content. Emma, I am so pumped to get this thing started and finally start bringing some baseball-specific episodes. Uh, baseball is my favorite. Baseball is your favorite. From what we've seen, it seems like baseball is a lot of our listeners' favorite. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're super excited to do this. And a, a big thank you and shout out to Greg Welsh for coming up with the weekly walk-off name. Yeah, we love it. We're so excited to do this. I will mention we're not completely set on timing yet on whether this is going to be on Friday, but weekly walk-off kind of works perfectly because we're walking off the week. Right. We're going to talk about what happened this week. We're going to preview some series we're looking forward to next week. And we're just going to talk about players that we're, we're watching, series that we like. Today, we're going to do some who's hot, who's not. We're just going to talk about baseball for 30 minutes. We still will have our other weekly episode that gets released on Wednesday like usual, but this will be baseball only and we hope you like it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So should we start with who's hot? Who's not today? We're seven games exactly or seven days into the 2021 season. Pat, who are you looking at right now? So, uh, you know, I'm going to start on the negative side because you know me. Um, (laughs) So So who's not? And this one really surprises me. And it's the Atlanta Braves had a a really tough opening week. So they're sitting there at two and four right now. And what's most surprising about them is that you look at that offense and that offense got to be one of the two, three best offenses in the National League. They're coming in right now with a team batting average of 170, a 234 on base percentage, which is honestly incredible how low that is. It is the worst in all of baseball, 64 strikeouts through the first week, eighth worst in all of baseball. And just, you know, you look at that lineup and it's so strong, but this is how the, you know, the key components of that lineup are doing other than Ronald Acuna, who's hitting over 300 right now, because he's Ronald Acuna. Ozzy Albies, two for 21, Freddie Freeman, two for 18, Marcelo Zuna, two for 20, Travis Darno, four for 20, and your shining star of the Atlanta Braves, Pablo Sandoval, who is currently two for four with two home runs. I can't yes. believe Pablo's even in baseball in 2020, 2021, yet the man has two home runs to the first week of the season. Okay, I have to say, I tweeted yesterday, and I quote, Pablo Sandoval is in 2011 form. It really is. Unquote. <laughs> and I am upset that it didn't go viral. Pablo Sandoval <laughs> is the reason why the Braves are not the sky isn't falling in Atlanta and that's a problem, but it is really cool to see Pablo hitting. That is fun to watch. It it is cool to see him hit it. Like 2011 is the perfect way to put it because I can't believe he made that roster coming out of spring. And now you've got, you've got the two home runs coming out of this opening week. Now, uh, listen, you, you know, you go through all those names and those are names with, you know, they've got a track record behind them. So you expect them to be able to come out of it. The pitching hasn't, it hasn't been good but it hasn't been terrible uh the, the whip and the opponent batting average are, are both in the bottom 10 again we're seven days into the season so i don't know how much you want to read into numbers but the bullpen era has been strong it's a two three right now which is the fourth best in baseball now we talked about it on the preview i think the braves have such an intriguing rotation style and that they really went that quantity over quality where there's they are in there look just look at their own division they do not have a degrom carrasco stroman they do not have a nola wheeler soroka and freed are good 
I, I don't look at them as all-star level. They can be absolutely. So, and then they filled out that rotation again with more just solid arms, nothing, nothing to blow you away. So I, I think it's going to be a really interesting case study actually to follow all year round for their pitching. Yeah, I, they're definitely not hot, but I don't have a lot of concerns about this Braves team. No, I, I don't think, either. I think the lineup is just struggling to find itself right now. What does concern me a little bit is the pitching staff. And it's honestly just as much that when you go down the innings pitched list, nobody has more than seven innings pitched. In fact, mm-hmm. their leading innings pitch guy is Freed, who has seven, who left the game early on what day is it today? Thursday. He left the game early on Wednesday. I think I actually didn't check what that injury report was, but it was enough for him to leave the game early. And if he goes down, that's a problem for the Braves, especially because Soroka is still Still at least two weeks out, potentially more. I have more concerns with how Drew Smiley is going to perform all season long. How Charlie Morton is going to hold up. Mm. Yeah. And I think Freddie Freeman isn't going to hit, I don't even know what that is, below 200 batting average right now. That's not going to happen for the entire season. But how is this pitching staff going to find its identity if Soroka doesn't come back in ace form like he was last year and if Freed has lingering injury problems? I think that is much more of a problem, especially because my team for who's hot, the Phillies, (laughs) this – division doesn't give a lot of leeway not forgiving it is yeah, not you forgiving at all you can't drop four games and expect to be easily back in this race they have had tough division series so far but still i definitely expected more out of the the braves so far yeah i agree and that's why i think i ha- you have to spotlight the hitting because that is what's really sunk them so far you know with that 170 average but i do think that they are going to claw out of it because that lineup is mm-hmm. way too good but mm-hmm. uh, seriously like that pit- and it, it was not completely fair to freed because freed was very very good last year as listen we've talked about all throughout the the winter i'm not putting a lot of stock into 2020 for anyone because it's a 60 yeah. game sample uh i i think freed can be very good but looking at that staff Listen, they have a higher a higher floor than a lot of staffs, but they have a much, much lower ceiling. And that scares you for, for a Braves team that should be competing for a World Series. But I, I think you led it perfectly into the Phillies. So Phillies are hot. Yeah, I'll just say quickly, I am very high on Ian Anderson. Yes. And I am very high Rookie on the year. Freed. Um, Conversation. Conversation. I, Cabrian Hayes, if mm-hmm. he gets healthy quickly. But I, I really like Ian Anderson. Really, really like him. Mackenzie Gore is still my pick as long as they bring him up in the early part of the season. If I, yeah, I already feel like we're 25 games into the season. And we're, <laughs> we're literally seven days in. Okay, but the Phillies, I need to p- apologize personally to Greg Welsh because I have given and him Michael shit Bradley. all, Michael all Bradley year well. since the 2020 season ended. I have been giving so much crap. The Phillies are 5-1, and one, mm-hmm. and they are first in the NL East. And though I believe, I still believe that their staying at the top is short-lived, they have come out screaming hot. And it's because they have the best one, two, three punch in the league right now. Ooh. Aaron Nola is unbelievable. Zach Wheeler has the best whip in all of baseball right now. And Zach Eflin Looking is good turning into a top 20 pitcher in the league. I didn't expect it. I knew this offense was going to be good. I knew signing JT Real Muto back into a long-term deal was exactly what the Phillies needed. 
knew Bryce Hopper was going to be there. I thought Reese Hoskins was going to rebound nicely, and he is so far. I did not expect Eflin to make this one-two-three punch so dangerous. Yeah, and I think so. I, I love the one-two. Uh, Nola's been one of the better starters in, in the National League for a while, and Wheeler has been now for about three years. It's all about consistency yeah. for him, and if he can stay healthy. I mean, health is always the thing with Wheeler because when he's on, he is one of the better pitchers in the NL. I, I, I feel great about their one-two. Eflin, I'm not completely sold on yet. Yes, he has mm-hmm. looked great coming That's out. Fair. Coming out. I'm just looking at the track record as a whole for him, and I, I yeah. think he's going to regress a little bit. But my favorite stat for this, because it's honestly, I think it's one of the greatest stats ever, is what Paul Hembikitas talked about You know, a couple of weeks ago, is that Phillies team led in 49 out of 60 games last season and found a way to finish under 500. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how that's even possible to lead in that many of the games, but that just shows, you know, that there is talent on this Phillies team. A lot of it just comes down to late game execution and bullpen. And I think the bullpen, I think the bullpen is going to be better. I listen, I don't think it's going to be one of the best ones in the sport as kind of, we've seen these, these first couple days of the season, but I think it's going to be improved. So I think Philly can hang around there. It's just, as you talked about they're in the national league, national league East, it's not going to be forgiving this year. Yeah, and the most important thing about what you just said is that the Phillies don't need their bullpen to be the best in the league. No. They need their bullpen to be average. Yeah, they can't have a 6 ERA again. Yeah, if their bullpen is legitimately league average, I think they get probably 10 more wins than they had last season, and they are fighting for the playoff spot. I still think they're going to finish fourth, and I think they are probably going to be over 500. That's how good the other teams are. But Neris is back. You've got a lot of middle slash long relievers like Brogdon, who is leading the team with three wins right now. That's a crazy stat. When you have all that depth, I think it takes the pressure off of some of those guys. Jose Alvarado has looked really good. Archie Bradley has looked really good. Forgive me because I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the the entire relief pen through seven scoreless innings across the first series against the Braves. That's insane. What a turnaround from last year. That may be the bi- single biggest thing that stuck out through week one. If you're comparing yes. 2020 to 2021, it's just how, how much better the Phillies bullpen looked, as we said, small sample size in it's been, you know, a week, but, but the signs are promising for what they have. It's to already better year. than it was last year. It, it's already, already better. better. I yeah. totally agree. All right, I got one more team that's hot. Yeah, go for it. The Kansas City Royals. Uh, we both talked about how much we liked them going into the season. We talked about how unbelievably over you go on what they were. I think yep. they have so many pieces that make this team fun to watch. They're not going to be close to a playoff spot. They're not going to nope. be competing. But I think they have a lot of players to work with. And if he was on the starting opening day roster – And actually, I don't even think because he wasn't, this completely takes him out of conversation. I'm not shying away from Bobby Witt Jr. being the AL Rookie of the Year. And that race is even more competitive than the NL Rookie of the Year. Your immediate thoughts on that? I think that's really interesting. So listen, as you know, I like the Royals. I like what they're building there. I think they're going to be fun to watch anyway, you know, going throughout the season. And I think they're better than a lot of people think they're going to be. I think they're going to be able to kind of take advantage of the AL Central, which has got the Twins and the White Sox. And then definitely there's a drop off after that. So I I think you can see the Royals pile up some wins there. The Bobby Witt thing, I think you're right. I mean, I think we're going to see him. Uh, soon might not be the right word. They're probably going to wait for after the super two deadline to, to pass. So I say mm-hmm. best case scenario for him is early to mid may, 
But if mm. he comes up at that point, he can absolutely still win AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's potentially less than a month away, which yeah. is crazy. So the record is three and two. They're second in the Central, and that's because the Indians are a team that are not hot. But I just want to go through the scores of some of the games they've had so far. It's been against definitely lower caliber teams, but they won the series against the Rangers and they went one and one against the Indians. Against the Rangers on opening day, they won 14 to 10. <laughs> and then on day two, they won 11 to four. It has come also from players that you never in a million years would have expected. Michael A. Taylor, Pat. Former had three RBIs break. in one of these games. Whit Merrifield early in the season was the league all-star in RBIs and home runs. That is cool to watch. Nine RBIs from Whit Merrifield so far through six games. Love that. Hey, listen, he's a stud. I mean, he's been out in Kansas City, you know, his whole career, but he he actually is a very very good player for them. And I've, I talk about it a lot. The lost art of being able to run <laughs> and <laughs> be a stolen <laughs> base threat. <laughs> If he can do that and hit for power, he's not going to lead the league in offensive categories across full 162. But still, that's just cool to see. Andrew Benintendi looks good. Carlos Santana looks good. I think their biggest weakness is their pitching staff. But Danny Duffy threw a really strong six innings. They've got some other guys who can eat some innings. And, of course, in that 14-10 lead, I think Kyle Gibson gave up five runs in the first inning. And then the Royals – gave five back so Mm. it was just cool to go that back and forth but I definitely think the Royals are worth watching and for a team that could finish fourth in the AL Central that might not seem like an obvious thing yeah I think Bradley Singer is an interesting pitcher to watch for them as well as they they continue to build him up so yeah as you said I think the Royals are worth a watch and you know what that's we're the state of some of the teams in baseball that (laughs) that's a lot to be said (laughs) yeah do you have one more that's hot or or that's not uh, I have one more team, so I have one that's hot, and it is a you know, very similar type thing to the Royals. You're talking about runs. The Cincinnati Reds are mashing. Oh. They are mashing the baseball right now. So they're five and one through the first six games of the season. They have 14 home runs in six games. I'm not a math major, but I know that's over two home <laughs> runs per game average. That's a pretty crazy total to start the season. They have a team 316 average and a team 400 on base percentage. It is just absolutely wild what they're doing right now. Castellanos and Tyler Naquin have four home runs each. And as you're talking about the Royals runs, let me read you through how many runs the Cincinnati Reds have scored in their first first six games six nine 12 5 14 11 they're playing oh softball right now my god <laughs> they are playing softball and they're doing it better than anyone else as they're sitting there at five and one what a fun week for the uh the reds to start things off wow and that was after Luis castillo had a horrible outing yep. on opening day, opening day and against... they're without sunny gray yeah so that is crazy we have to mention the brawl oh you have to absolutely castillo yeah, we... got the the suspension as well <laughs> do you agree with the suspension no i don't but i i understand what they're trying to do right now especially you know we're still around covid of course yes they can't have benches clearing they can't have people getting in each other's faces like that so i i totally get that i think in a normal circumstance i, I would not suspend him i understand <laughs> them doing under the current circumstances yeah i kind of went back and forth I, i'm okay with the two game suspension That's in the true. grand it's scheme of two. things it's really not that not much. What I do have a problem with is that nobody on the Cardinals was were suspended. I yeah. think there were fines, but Cassianos didn't touch anybody. He was walking away. All he did was flex 
over Jake <laughs> Woodford on the plate and he got he got two games for it and you would think that people like the show of passion that the Reds players are showing and of course MLB goes out and punishes them Trevor Bauer that. tweeted about it he, yeah. he tweeted that he, he was not happy about the suspension oh my god I have something to say about Trevor Bauer oh I'm I, sure you I want- did I had a feeling <laughs> you were going to I want to finish on the Reds first. I expected regression from Nick Castellanos. I expected regression from Mike Moustakis. I expected regression from Nick Senzel and Eugenio Suarez. And we have seen the complete opposite. Plus the emergence of Jonathan India at second Mm -hmm. base, who is a defensive wizard. Can we just talk about how many young players have stepped up already and looked unbelievable? Akil Badu? Your AL MVP, may I say it, over on the Tigers? I love it. Let's just go out there with the bold predictions right now. Don't don't forget the Mercedes man out there as <laughs> You're well. You're in Mercedes, exactly. It's a, yeah. it's, there have been some fun stories so far. So it's been a, it's just great to have baseball back. And more and honestly, more importantly, it's 162-game season. And yeah. that is the biggest takeaway I take from week one is that, listen, we needed a 60-game season to be able to play baseball last year. I hated it. I, I yeah. hate the 60 game. It, that's not what baseball is meant to be played over. So listen, they did it because they needed to do it. We got baseball in. That's great. But to be able to put things back to normal in that 162, oh, nothing feels better. <laughs> I completely agree. I still think just to to put a, a close to this, I still think the Reds are sellers at the deadline. But it is actually, it is very cool to watch Castellanos play right now. He is Definitely. mashing. Yeah. Okay. So now on this high note, I'm going to make you depressed. That's and okay. I'm going to say that right now, Trevor Bauer has earned his contract, period. Oh, wow. That's bold. He has given up runs, but he no-hit the Rockies. It was the Rockies, but in his debut with the Dodgers, six innings of a no-hitter before he gave up a bunch of runs. It was a really wild game. And then yesterday against the Athletics, he looked unbelievable. His stuff is so good. And Pat, I cannot stand the way he carries himself. Like truly, I think it's so (laughs) cocky and I'm all for letting the kids play and showing passion. And I think on a lesser scale, I know what he's trying to do and trying to make baseball and baseball players more accessible. I think he just takes it a notch too far. But with that being said, he makes this this Dodgers team even more dangerous than I thought they would be by adding the reigning NL Cy Young winner, I have been so impressed by him. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because, as you said, his stuff has been off the charts. Like, yeah. like let's go there because that, that's been great. His whip is .7, which I think is a great way to be able to, you know, uh, kind of stack up pitchers because that's how many base runners they're allowing. But he's kind of blown up for some runs. You know, his ERA is over yeah. four to make me sound like an old man, you know, going off of ERA. <laughs> Uh, but he does have six earned runs in 13 innings, which I do think is a little troubling, especially the three home runs already. Uh, yes, he played at Coors Field, so have to yeah. have to factor that in as well. So I am definitely not willing to go to he's worth $40 million a year yet. <laughs> but as you said, though, just, just purely stuff-wise, he's looked great. I will say that. But I, I, I need him to, to limit, the, limit the long balls and limit the runs more. No, you're right. It's a bit of an over-exaggeration. But it's week one. Reason, you might as well do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? The other reason is that he has talked such a big game about oh, yes. getting the ball every fourth day and going out there and pitching seven-plus innings, and he's done that. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he hadn't 
I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was 90 plus pitches the first game. And I think he threw 106 yesterday, six plus innings on both outings. That That's is huge. serious. You don't get especially, it enough nowadays. Especially the way that starting pitchers are projecting. Exactly. I like seeing him on the mound from a, a, a pitching standpoint, taking away the personality and all that. He's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And amongst all the other talent that the Dodgers have, I honestly don't even think it's getting talked about that much. But yes, yeah, sure, 40 million is still way too much, but he is looking really, really good so far. Hey, he certainly is. And I'll be... Well, if you're the Nationals, you're probably not looking forward to this weekend series playing the Dodgers, <laughs> being that half the roster is on the COVID list. But yes. Be, be interesting to follow there. So speaking of that, then in the next before our next episode, what is one series that you are going to be looking forward to? Red Sox twins. I love it. AL East, AL Central. I think it'll be a good test for both teams because the twins have looked really good so far. Mm hmm. Their offense Byron has come Buxton. along. Byron Buxton. Yeah, Byron Buxton is now becoming just as good at the as, plate as he is in the field. It's great to see him start to happened. live up to it. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see it. It's fun. Yeah, when when Byron Buxton has power, it's bomb a squad times ten. Truly, he, he's homered again. By the way, since we've started recording, wow, that, that's four now. I did not expect that at all. Nelson Cruz continues to just beat father time into the ground. He's hitting 421. He's not even playing on a consistent basis too. It's unbelievable. And then Jose Barrios has looked unbelievable. Jose Barrios, sorry. But so you got the twins. I still give the White Sox the slight edge, but they are definitely sliding a little bit. So they got to pick themselves up a little bit. But twins versus the Red Sox, who after being swept by the Orioles when I was going to go live in a hole and never resurface again because I was so embarrassed by the Red Sox's offensive performance, have showed out against the Rays, and then they showed out today versus the Orioles. They're scoring a ton of runs. How's that going to match up against a team that is definitely going to be a playoff contender? The Orioles aren't going to compete. And the Rays at this point, I mean – who would have thought, Pat, that trading away Blake Snell and Charlie Morton <laughs> and bringing on Michael Waka and Rich Hill wouldn't really work out? Hmm. It, listen, that was part of my predictions. I don't think the Rays make the playoffs this year. And yeah. I, I know that that's, it's not the most popular thing because it's, hey, they're Tampa and they make do with what they have and they find a way to overachieve every year. Not with this Blue Jays team in the division this year. I just, yeah. I, I've got them over that. So I, I, I really like that series that you're pointing out. I think it's a, a nice way for Boston to try to measure themselves up against an exactly. AL contender and see if they're going to be able to stick around as well. But I mentioned the Blue Jays, and that is also a series that I am going to be watching as the Angels will take on the Blue Jays down in Florida. So how's that mm -hmm. for having some fun? Um, <laughs> as, as that's where Toronto will be until they're able to get clearance from the Canadian government. Uh, and, you know, Toronto's had a pretty solid start to the season, and that's all with George Springer on IL as well. Yeah. So that, that offense is so much fun to watch. Vladdy's hitting some some high exit below uh, balls, which is, you know, what you're excited to see. Uh, I, I'm a huge Bichette fan. I, the offense has been good, and I, I really like this lineup, or excuse me, this matchup, because the Angels, of course, had that big series against the White Sox where we yeah. really saw the bats on, on display as well. I mean, I, I guess you're, you're really getting me for hitting in this as I talk about the, uh, the Reds, the Angels, and the Blue Jays, but I, I just think it's going to be a fun series to watch. Yeah, I am so low on the Angels, but this offense is legit. I'll push back against it a little bit. I've been a little bit disappointed by the Blue Jays offense. Really? Besides Vladdy, 
who hit the hardest ball, had the hardest exit velocity off of Garrett Cole since StatCast began tracking That's exit velo stop. in 2015, 114 miles per hour off the best pitcher in baseball, arguably. Besides Don't him, say that. It's just <laughs> listen, <laughs> we, we need to talk about that at a later time because I drafted Jacob deGrom first overall. I thought it was going to be the new look Mets and they continue to disappoint me. But anyways, besides Vladimir Guerrero, I don't think Bo Bichette has woken up yet. No, I don't think Kevin Biggio has woken up yet. Teoscar Hernandez is in, a, is in a bit of a slump. Lourdes Gurriel is in a bit of a slump. I don't have concerns because I know that they will wake up, but I do think the Rays get better than they are now. And unless the Blue Jays, if, unless everything goes right and everybody hits well, I still think it's really going to go down to the wire between who gets the playoff spot between the Rays and the Blue Jays. It's funny. Who are you going to take out of this lineup when Springer comes back? Because Randall Gritchick is raising. Right He's been now. one of their best hitters so, so far. I, yeah. I, and, you know, Springer is going to go into center field, but I'll be very interested to see how they kind of reconfigure their defensive alignment to be able to get those bats in the lineup because I don't know if you could take him out right now. Yeah, you maybe switch <sighs> – you switch Hernandez to DH, maybe. That, that's that's what I was thinking of. They're playing Semyon at DH a couple times too. Yeah. Play him at second base and shift things around. Joe Panics in at second uh, has been playing second base for them. So it, we'll see what what they end up doing. But yeah, it's I, I think a lot of it for Toronto. We'll really see them once Springer gets into that lineup. But yeah. uh, I, I there are some signs for it that I think this will just be a really fun series to watch. Is that beginning of the week? Angels, Blue Jays? Uh, that is a weekend series for this weekend. Okay. That potentially Shohei Otani pitching? Or yeah. I do, every I, seven days? I don't think they've come out with an official next start for him okay. yet. Uh, he It would line up to make sense that he would pitch in this series if they are going to let him pitch, but we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah. I, I honestly am willing to put down that the Blue Jays might have the bo- the best offensive infield in the league. Maybe besides the Astros, Bichette, Biggio, Laddie, and Semyon is very, very good. It's great, and it's going to be exciting to watch all year. And I think that's what I'm looking for in this series is some excitement, and I think they can definitely bring it. Yeah. Cool. We didn't even mention the Oakland A's. They are not hot. No, not at all. But Houston made them look really bad. Really bad. Oh, man, what was I listening to? I think I was listening to Talking Baseball, the John Boy podcast, and the – A's have let up 70 plus runs in their last eight games. And it's all come against the Astros in the playoff (laughs) series last year in 2020 and in the first four games against the Astros this year. So the the A's are struggling just as an end note here. (laughs) Yeah, that that really stings. And I believe they have more games with Houston coming Coming up this weekend actually as well. So they, I mean, they've had the worst start to the season schedule wise four with the Astros three with the Dodgers and then back Mm -hmm. with the Astros this weekend. That's a miserable start to the season. Uh, But yeah, they haven't helped themselves at all. That's for sure. Definitely not. All right. So in the future, maybe we'll have more structure on these things because I feel like we just talked about everything under the We're just talking baseball. (laughs) (laughs) But that was really fun. And I'm excited to do this every week. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we just walked it off for the week. We did. <laughs> oh, love that. That's definitely got to be our outro from oh, now you, on. You know that's how we're closing it. So let's bat flip into this one. You can make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Leave a rating as it helps us out a lot. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Did You Hear Pod to let us know what you think. Get involved with some baseball takes. I mean, we're going to be talking baseball all season long. It's finally here. It's opening week. Rejoice. Enjoy it. 
we'll move into another week of it and we'll keep moving along with the stories. But Emma, that's a wrap. 